This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Hello and welcome back to Rams Talk, the preview show. We are looking forward to the Lincoln away game this Saturday. It honestly feels like yesterday when I had you on, Jake, to be honest. Just before Christmas, um, we're feeling festive. You had Skabala fever, as you said. How's that diagnosis going? Yeah, no, I'm 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 feeling a lot better now, mate. I've I've lost all my symptoms. Um, four defeats in a row is pretty sobering. Not gonna lie, I feel like I've just done, you know, best part of three weeks in uh, intensive rehab. But um, yeah, no, it's I, I'm good, mate. It it you're right. It feels like yesterday. I feel like I was, you know, and it, it's in the same haircut cycle as well. So it literally does feel like it was yesterday. Um, but but yeah, no, glad to be on, mate, and. Um, Looking forward to Saturday now after a, a couple of glimpses of hope on uh, away at Wickham. Yeah, exactly. Got a a late equaliser. We we're just talking off air and, and think that that should have probably been three points there, which is an unfortunate situation. But I guess to stop the rot is the most in, important thing, and a chance to to get back to winning ways or drawing ways maybe this weekend against Derby. Let's touch on the the game. If you, if we, uh, if we can, mm-hmm. obviously we talked about it previously, and and we you know we talked through the team, and I guess there was a bit of hope there that you'd come to to Pride Park and and get a result. What was your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I, and you know what, I, I I sort of thought that was justified. The first half an hour, I thought we were really good. I don't think um, Derby were were too threatening. They had you know the odd foray into the into the penalty area. There was no. You know, Lucas Jensen wasn't pulling off a load of saves to keep us in it. We weren't blocking things off the line. We were we were well in the game. We had a couple of moments um, where if the final ball had just been a lot a bit better, we would have you know, had opportunities. I can remember Sorensen had a, a chance really early on that he he just needed to shoot and he decided to try and pull it back. Then the goal came and this has been a bit of a, a theme uh, for Lincoln over the festive period. The goal came and, and the heads sort of drop a little bit. Um, I thought we then... Did really well to get get back into it. Going to Pride Park and getting a goal down is not an easy thing to do, especially when they've, they've got the support that they had. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, have, I don't think any Derby fan can have any complaints about the penalty. For me, it was right in front of me. It was a stupid tackle to make by Joe Ward. Going at 1-1, think, right, OK, can we do it again? Can we get another result? And I was pretty confident first 
sort of 10, 15 minutes of the second half because we were literally um, pen, not penning you in, but we were very much, the play was pretty much down that north, north stand park of the ground and we were creating chances. We had one, uh, I think it was Ethan Hamilton that was well blocked by Cashin and then the goal was come, um, you know, the goal from the corner, which I'm not too pleased about. Um, I think there's a, there's a hint of offside from the pass from Mendes Lang to Hurahan because um, he plays the ball forward. I think he is offside. There's no one on the line. Such is life. And, you know, from there on in, it's a great ball in and, and we need to defend it better. And then the third goal, well, I said to you pretty much after it went in, I said, he's about a mile offside. And you were like, oh, no, no, he's not. And then you watched it back and you went, oh, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's three miles offside. Um and I've said I said this on um, on that League One podcast. When you go to a place like Derby, you need the officials to be up to it. And I don't think that linesman was up to it that night. But I I can't complain that we didn't win. I I think a draw would have been a good result. You probably had the better of the chances without the goals. So you know, such is life. It should have been a draw, but I'm I'm sort of you know, happy to concede the fact that you were the better team on the night and and, and probably should have beaten us, but. It's a shame you did it in a legal way, which is absolutely fine. Yeah, I mean, James Collins spends his life offside, I think, mm. in, in all fairness. He's always getting caught offside. And when you text it through, I kind of thought, mm, it's marginal. But yeah, looking back, I think he, he probably was. Yeah. And as we've seen on a couple of occasions, obviously we alluded to earlier, uh, a poor refereeing decision that meant you didn't win the game last time out. Um yes. You know, the, the refereeing at times in this division is just baffling. But I think that's a problem in in this country and probably yeah. world football as well. The, the the level of refereeing just isn't what it was, unfortunately. So um, I guess you win some, you lose some. And we were happy to come out of that game uh, with, with three points. Definitely after what you mentioned there, a, a, a terrible decision by Joe Ward just to give you a you know, a foot back in, in the game. I was all for it, Jamie, mate. I, I was clapping. Yeah, I bet you he, were. He's an ex-Lincoln lad and he just thought, you know what, I'm going to do my ex-employer a bit of a favour. So, um, he will. He has yeah. a habit of that. He did it in, he did it for Peterborough against Wednesday oh, in the, uh, nice in the playoffs. Play, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's nice just, play. you know, it was this, it was a season of giving, I guess. So, uh, yeah, he, he decided to, to give a, a penalty. And I was thinking for a moment, Joe, Joe Wildsmith, I, I can't remember him saving a penalty. Maybe he has done and, and Derby fans will remind me, but I actually fancied him to, to save it and then it was just rolled in and yeah, that's that's it really. Not against Danny Mandroy, mate. He's scored five out of five. He's one of the most lethal players in the penalty spot in this entire league. So, you know, even though he had maybe, what, how many can you get in the South then? Maybe about eight or 9,000, I would guess. You know, trying to put him off, flashing torches, waving their hands around, just completely just slots it away nicely. It's just what he does, mate. He's he's just that sort of player. Mm -hmm. Yeah, very, very cool, calm and collected. Obviously, we talked earlier about the, the recent run. Um, mm. It's not been too good. What's been going on? Uh, well, you just said it was the festive period. So we've, we've been very generous. We obviously, we gave you three points. No, you, you weren't the three points. Um, after that game, we had a, we've had a really tough run. If you look on the face of it, we had yourself, uh, Bolton at home on Boxing Day, Northampton at home, and they were in a real run of form um, when we played them. And then we went up to Bloomfield Road. You know, Blackpool, the, the team with the best home record in the entire division. So we had a really tricky sort of festive period to negate. And uh, the Bolton game was 
was good again. We were good value for a point, I thought. And then Danny Mandroy, the one who scored the penalty, was uh, very silly. Got himself sent off. And uh, and then the pressure toll when you leave, you know, when you're up against Bolton with 10 men for never mind 10 minutes, um, that they're, they're going to. They're going to punish you, and eventually they, they got the goal, and, and they deserved the win. To be honest, we were very, we were hanging on for a nil-nil at that point. Um, Northampton, it took us to go two-nil down to start playing. We got, we should have got something from that game. We had the opportunities, you know. Sometimes when you have those games where you've got maybe ten, you have ten really clear-cut chances to try and try and get something from it, and you you only take one. And we were sat there thinking. And uh, Northampton actually scored two really good goals on the face of it. Um, so we got beat there. And then we went up to Blackpool and it was sort of similar to the Derby game in some aspects. We were on, we were on top and well in the game. And then they scored and the heads went down and and and, uh, and the second goal was a mistake in the last minute. So, yeah, it's um, it's not been a great festive period, to be honest. Um, the only benefit from the festive period is that we were able to enter January and finally get some new forwards or some forwards in the building. Because as you might remember, when we spoke last time, I was talking about Jovan McCarmer, who got released by Derby as a youngster, having to leave the line. Hakiba Delican, you know, playing up front. We've not got any strikers at that time. So luckily we've been able to, to add, you know, dip into the market and, and bring one or two attackers, well, three attackers in, which has been uh, pretty fun. Yeah, I think we, we discussed how desperate you were for a forward and some extra yeah. kind of firepower and we kind of said didn't we I think everyone in the division would would cry out for a striker I mean since we probably last spoke James Collins has gone from strength to strength and actually we're probably a, a little bit less needing at the moment although some Derby fans wouldn't wouldn't agree with that tell me about those faces that you've brought in then yeah just on Collins it was a great header last night I thought it was a really really good finish um Thought you'd won the game at that point as well, but um, yeah, the, the the lads that we brought in then. So, well, one of them, Jack Moylan. It was sort of it's one of those deals. Where I'm not sure if Derby heavily recruit from the League of Ireland, but but Lincoln see it as a market that we tap into very often. Um, I think of Dylan Duffy came from the League of Ireland, Danny Mandroyu came from the League of Ireland. Um, we send youngsters out on loading there um, to to go and get some experience and. Um, a guy who was a top goal scorer in that division, Jack Moylan, he uh, played for Shelbourne, helped them qualify for, I think they got the European Conference League. They came fourth in the League of Ireland, which gets you some sort of European football. He saw, we were linked with him all summer um, and we essentially announced him the day after the transfer window shut for purposes so we don't have to pay the full value of what he's worth. Um, and he then that meant he couldn't then play uh, for Lincoln until after the 1st of January. So he he came in, he ended the season with Shelbourne. I think he scored five goals in the last two games, got into Europe, um, came joint top scorer in the division. Uh, he then had a couple of weeks off and then came to Lincoln, you know, got settled in and has been training with the lads for best part of three months. Um, and then Freddie Draper, who is a name I'm not sure will be familiar with Derby fans. He's actually... A Derby boy, a bit like Makama. He got released by Derby when he was younger, uh, came to Lincoln. Um, he'd been out on loan at Drogada in the League of Ireland, like I mentioned, scored eight goals um, for them. And then w then made the move to Warsaw because they've got a bit of an ownership, their sort of dual ownership, a bit like how Man City have a couple of teams, you know. Um, it's called the Travella Group. They, they just bought Drogada and they now bought Warsaw. 
Um, he went to League Two and scored 10 goals, I think, in the first half of the season. And when your top scorer, well, your own player is a top scorer out on loan, then you, you probably are going to recall him back. And um, we did so. He, he, he got injured in the New Year's Day game away at Grimsby, but he then came back and he started on, on Saturday at Wickham. And then the the, the final one, um, Joe Taylor, who I think quite a lot of top teams in this league would have been looking at because he was a centre foot. He's, you know, he, he scored 12 goals in 27 or 25, 20, I want to say 27 for Colchester. And they're down the bottom of League Two. Um, and he's on loan from Luton. But he's um, a Norfolk boy. He, he's come through at Norwich and he went to Peterborough and, and places like that. But he's come in, you know, so now we play two up front. Uh, so it's, a little bit, it's completely different to what you would have seen on the 23rd from going to having no no attackers. And pretty much now, uh, with Rico Hackett uh, getting back fit and Teddy Bishop being back fit, and Danny Mandroy, who's now going to be free from his suspension, I think, on, on Saturday as well. Scabala's a bit like a kid in the toy, in the toy, in the toy shop. He's like, he's got all of it, not all, because we would have Ben House and he would be our first choice, but we've, we've got the majority of our tools back. So, um, hopefully. Will uh, will be a bit of a difficult entity for you this time around. Yeah, exactly. And I think, as again, as we said, that was something that you needed to do. You needed to bring in some some firepower. You've done it, and and hopefully that's going to put you in good stead to, I suppose, have a a good run at the end of end of the season. Yeah. You obviously mentioned um, uh, Taylor. Did you say Taylor? Yeah. Am I yeah, right, Taylor? Taylor yeah. So I'm just trying to uh, think about all the names you said. There's there. too many for me to remember, James. There is, there is, <laughs> there is. It was absolute information overload for me there, Jake. Um, but yeah, on Taylor, I think, like you said, I think there's a lot of teams that are interested. I know I've got a, a friend that's a Cambridge fan, and there've been some interest potentially there, or or maybe some rumour. And you know, again, hot property. If you are scoring goals, I don't think it's it's that much of a step up to, to kind of come from League Two to League One as a goal scorer. If you know where the back of the net is, um, I think it's easy to kind of make that make that move. So interesting to see how he plays on Saturday. Mm. Who I know we've obviously talked about, and it was only a matter of weeks ago that we talked about ones to watch, but I guess yeah. in terms of form, player form, who's kind of performing to their best at the moment? Um, crikey, there's, well, there's a, there's a couple that I could, I could really throw in. Um, the one that I thought actually had an exceptional night at, at Pride Park and really excelled that night was Ethan Erehan in midfield number six. I thought he was, he looked every inch a championship player. I'm not trying to earmark him for a move to Derby, but if you boys get promoted and you're after a, a midfielder, which I know you are, um, he would be a really, really sensible addition if you, if you can pay the money, um, He's he, he's just he he controls games. He's only twenty two. He's got that little bit of bite about him. He you know he he's, he's just so clever with the ball at his feet. Like he's in such tight situations and he's able to get out and wriggle his way out. Um, the one that I will throw in that didn't even feature in the game against Hulot uh, is Rico Hackett. So he he was um, he got injured away at Fleetwood uh, in October uh, with a hamstring injury and only came back on Saturday um, and for half an hour he looked genuinely unbelievable like looked like the, the wide player that we've been missing for so long you know someone that's willing to beat a man put a cross in and um, yeah I, I think I would put those two in TJ Omer as well he played uh, 
scored against Northampton over Christmas as well. He's been excellent at, at left centre, like left side of centre back, but didn't play um, at Wickham because we've got so many good centre backs. So um, those are the three that I'd earmark out at the moment. But uh, you know, could all be could all be changed, and none of them could be playing on on uh, on Saturday. That's how uh, that's how good it is. Yeah, I guess that's the option. So you don't know how the team's going to set up. Yeah. Obviously, we were talking very early days of Scabala when we first had the the chat a couple of weeks ago. Has there been any? I know, obviously, there's there's new face in the door, so that yeah. might have, have changed things. But is there anything changed in terms of his fundamentals? Is there anything that he's doing now that he wasn't doing when we uh, we had that initial chat? Yeah, so I, I think what's really important to note when you talk about Michael Scabala coming into Lincoln was he joined at a period where we played a ridiculous amount of games in such a short space of time. And I include, you know, from when he came in at the start of November, we've been pretty much Saturday, Tuesday in competitions um, until New Year's Day, which has been hectic. And, you know, when you're a manager that wants to come in and change a load of things and you don't have the time on the training ground, I think he said... Before the Blackpool game, he had two tactical training sessions with the entire team. Um, and when you're a new coach trying to put your philosophy on a group of players, that's going to be extremely difficult for them to, to understand. Um, so then after the Blackpool game, we didn't have a game on FA Cup weekend when you played Fleetwood um, because we went to play Shrewsbury and they, they went through to the third round and got beat by Wrexham. Um, so he had from the Blackpool game until the Wickham game on Saturday last week, to really work with the players, um, and the first hour, it, it, you couldn't really, you couldn't tell at all because they were just completely uh, ignoring it, seeing what he said. But the last half an hour, I think, are it is what Scabala wants to bring. It's you know constant, relentless pressure on the back on the back line, uh, getting as many bodies on the top line as, as we can in terms of two centre forwards, two wide players, wing backs overlapping and getting involved as well. Um, midfielders stepping up and, and creating havoc. Um, lots of entries into the box, lots of crosses, lots of delicate passes around the 18 as well. So I think you'll see a bit more of that, hopefully. Um, you know, uh, it is different because at Pride Park, he was sort of, his hand was a little bit forced, like with injuries and selection. And and again, like I say, not having the, the, the time on the training ground. So um, I, I'd like to think there's going to be a difference. I think Derby fans will notice a bit of a difference. Picture the scene. All of your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Partner this with your team playing champagne football. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. There's nothing quite like a McDelivery. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Yes, that's good information and, and good to know. And we're looking forward to, to seeing it on, on Saturday. Derby fans will obviously be hoping we can come and, and get a result. And actually on the road, we've been you know quite good this yeah. season. Definitely a lot better than 
at home. I know you watched the game last night. What what were your thoughts on on Derby last night? Yeah, it was. You know, it's really strange because I thought first half you were pretty good. Um, I thought Mendes Lang and Barcazian were very were very um, problematic for Burton. You were able to cut through them at times and, and probably could have scored a couple more. Um, then the second half comes out, you get the second goal. You know, it's a really good move again. It's a, a great header by, I think it was Mendes Lang to Collins and it's a great, great really good finish. And at 2-0, I'm sat thinking, oh, well, Derby have won and uh, can't wait to, to play them on Saturday because they're in, in, in a bit of form, um, especially with the, the best away record in the league now, 28 points in 13 games. Um and then, to be fair, I think you have to give Burton a lot of credit. They, they showed a lot of courage and they, and they sort of stepped out, going 2-0 down, woke them up a little bit. First goal, I thought, was, from a Derby point of view, quite a sloppy one to give away in terms of, um, you know, it comes off Curtis Nelson, I think, and deflects past Josh Vickers. I've seen a few Derby fans blaming Josh Vickers. I love the bloke. He, he still lives about five, about five minutes outside of Lincoln, so he's... Um, is a bit of a court hero in Lincoln, so I'm not going to blame him for that. And, and as a goalkeeper, I'm never going to say goalkeeper's at fault. Um, and then the second one, obviously, I think Callum Elder probably should do a lot better. Um, but, you know, Hugh Gill, the lad from Man United, did really well to finish it. And from that point, I'm thinking, Darby have got a bit of a basketball match here. It was end-to-end. You know, Burton had opportunities. Labala had one. Um I think, you know, there was one, oh, I can't remember who it was, that, that I thought, oh, well, Darby should have scored that. And then, it just gets to the end of end of games, and, and Paul Warren teams are renowned for being so fit. Like this Rotherham team that he had for years was was so fit and went to the end. And you know, when that ball dropped down for for Hurahan, you know, I think from a Derby point of view, there was no one better for it to fall to at that moment. A player who's got who's had so many big moments in his career, scored so many great goals. I mean, the goal that he scored against us was phenomenal. It was a great strike. And once he stepped back and put it on his left foot, it, you know, it was a, a great strike. And I don't think you can blame the keeper at all. So, um, yeah, I, I, look, I thought you I thought you played well for an hour and then Burton were the better team for, for half an hour. Um, but you, you got your moments right. And uh, all top teams get the moments right. And uh, it, it's looking that, you know, you guys are going to be involved in the uh, the automatic hunt, which, uh, which will be exciting for you a lot, no doubt. Yeah, I think so. I think it's starting to to settle in now that we can we can think that and, and we can have those conversations. Sure. Obviously, weekly you're you're chatting about all things League One on yes. on that League One podcast. Yes. What are you guys saying about the automatic race? Then, how do you see it? Well, for me at the minute, uh, I mean, I know I think Barnes at the, the time of recording are actually where well, they were. They are still getting beat. So. I think you can sort of discount Oxford and Barnsley and then you've got a pretty much a four straight, you know, race between yourselves, Pompey, Peterborough and Bolton. For me, the strongest team out of those four are Bolton. Um, I think they are phenomenal. I think they're holding Luton to a point, a, a draw at the moment. Pardon me. Too many beers, Jamie. Um, yeah, I, I think they're extremely strong and they've got depth. And the, the thing with Bolton is, you know, they, they'll know that they are going to get promoted this year and they'll bring in three or four championship-ready players to come into this squad and help them get over the line because that's how good they are. And when these big clubs are run right, there's no chance for the rest of us. So for me, Bolton are, are, are pretty much home and hose. I mean, they've got games in hand, so that helps them. Um, I, I then think that second spot is really open. So I, 
if I if you had to if you had to if you were pointing a gun at me, Jamie, and said who's going to get second spot, and if you weren't a Derby fan, I'd probably be saying Peterborough. Um, for me, you know, you mean you'd have seen it on New Year's Day. They've got so much attacking talent. Mason Clark, Kwame Poku. Um, I think the two midfield, Collins and Kipriano, were fantastic in holding it down. They've got Ronnie Edwards, who's probably a ten million pound player. You know, rolling around at the back. And they're just so good going forward. I just think they're going to outscore so many teams. Uh, I think that's their game plan, really. And then, look, I, th- I think Portsmouth and Derby have a chance. But the reason I, I put those two in a bracket just outside is because you guys have got a bit of work both to do in the transfer window. So I look at Portsmouth. They've lost Regan Poole, who's, who for me, and it won't be very popular saying this on a Derby podcast, is Regan Poole for me is the best defender in the league by by some distance. I know Aaron Cashin is very good and don't worry, he's, he's, he's up there in my top three. Um, but you've lost a player like him with an ACL. He won't play again this year. They've just lost Alex Robertson, who's massive for Paul, for Pompey. Um, you know, they've lost two really big players and they're going to have to replace them. And as of, what, the 16th of January, they've not quite done that to my, no, yet. And then I look at Derby and I think, what does Derby need? Well, very clearly, they, they need a wide player for me. Corey Blackett-Taylor would be a really good option if you can buy him. But buying in January is so difficult because, you know, you've got not only have you got to deal with Charlton and, and you pretty much they can hold you to ransom over a fee. Is he going to come in and hit the ground running? Because if you spend so much money and he doesn't hit the ground running, Derby fans get on his back. Um, I think you maybe need a number 10 as well. I, I don't see um, Max Bird, Louis Sibley, Conor Hurahan, in that sort of number 10 there, sort of sixes and eights. So I think a number 10 would be really good to pull the strings and play it one side to Blackett Taylor, to, to Mendes Lang and to feed Collins. Um, and then if you can keep Aaron Cashin as well, you know, and Max Bird, I think you will do, especially after you um, exercise the right in Cashin's contract. Um, I, I think you've got a really good chance, but you've got to recruit right. If you recruit right, if you were, if you and Portsmouth recruit right, God help the other two, but um yeah, there's a lot of work to do for Derby, I think. And, and um, if you do it, you're giving yourselves every chance. But, if, you know, you're certainly, you know, going into those playoffs is surely the favourite. So, um, not all doom and gloom, but uh, I, I have got Derby third at the minute to finish. But uh, I think Derby fans would be, would be quite happy with that, actually. Yeah, well, I think now we probably wouldn't because there's that expectation of, of mm. being able to chase down the the top two. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, two, three months ago, we would have snapped your hand off for third yeah. place when we're sitting outside the playoffs. And yeah, I think, to be honest with you, I think you, you bang on there. For me, it's it's probably two of four. Um, mm. The four we've mentioned, Bolton, Peterborough, Derby and, and Pompey. I think Peterborough are probably the best team that I've seen play mm. this year at Pride Park. Um, I was really impressed with them, as you said, those those names that they've got. Um, I really liked their number 14, Randall, as well. I think Yeah, he's Joel a, he's Randall. Kind of, yeah, yeah. He's the kind of player I think we need, you know, in, in those little pockets. Magic, can, Magic. Yeah, great stuff. Yeah, really, really good performance. I think he was... He was superb, and I, I just don't know where they kind of create these players. Are they are they created in a lab somewhere in Cambridgeshire? I'll, because I'll tell you where they go, turn them out. I'll tell you where they go. They seem they seem to shop at Barnet quite a lot, and they seem to shop at Exeter. Um, Collins and and Randall have come from Exeter. You got to bear in mind with a player like Randall, though they paid a million pound for him reportedly, um, mm. and he's not he, he's been there a couple of years, and he's not really hit the ground running. And a lot of posh fans were saying. 
know, this is it's now or never for him essentially. And to be honest, you've got to be give him a lot of plaudits because he's really stepped up this year. And you know, once and I think once you find these pockets of you know market parts of the market you can exploit, then you keep going back there and you can keep. Yeah, especially with the, the rules now about going abroad and registering abroad um, players from abroad, you know, a club like Derby should, could really be tapping into somewhere like Germany or Holland or the Portuguese league. Lincoln are trying to do it with Ireland, um, which is taking a bit of time to, to come to fruits. But if you can keep going to these, you know, smaller because there's a lot of talent in League One at the minute, and you know, if Derby can can exploit that, then there's there's no reason why you know top two is isn't out of the question this year. Yeah, I think Derby fans are a little bit scared of, of bringing in players from overseas. Um, yeah. It happened in the 90s and it worked in the 90s with Juan Sharp and mm. Bayano, Aranio, those kind of players. I can only tell you then players, because I'm currently playing Championship Manager 97 that I've managed to get on my phone, which is uh, pretty incredible. Um, my memory doesn't cast back that far, unfortunately. But yeah, it just seems that when we've tapped into, I suppose, European markets, the likes of Raul Albentosa that came over from from Spain and, and just didn't mm. cut it. And, and we've had Mike Tavirik as well that came over from Holland. You know, mm-hmm. these players that were billed as very, very good players and players that were going to take it to the next level just haven't worked out. Yeah. Um, Was that Polish have... guy, wasn't there? Um, That's him. Yeah, he yeah. was there. Again, yeah. yeah, again, came with such a, a brilliant, you know, reputation and mm. is now playing for... I think he's still at Charlotte um, in the US, which mm. is a peculiar move in, in my eyes because he, he was at one time a, a Polish international, yeah. I think, until uh, Matty Cash declared himself Polish and then uh, he's not been in the squad since. So, yeah, it's, it's a funny one. Um, but I think, you know, everyone in this league is looking to to find that diamond that they can either put straight in their first team and can fire them up the league or you know, in six months, a year's time, sell for, for X amount more. And that's the, the reality of, of this division. Obviously, for Derby, the, fir- the first thing I said there about firing up the league is a bit more possible. But if you're a, a lower league team, you know, you are actually looking at what you can get for players when they when they perform well. So we'll have to, we'll have to see what, what happens. Back to Lincoln then. Obviously, when we spoke last time, aspirations were potentially looking at that playoffs. How high can we finish? That kind of thing. After this run, where's kind of the expectation? Where's the aspiration now, In the Jake? bin, mate. In the bin. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've forgotten top six. I'm all about 24, 25. Bring it on. Um, no, to be honest, it, yeah. But it, it would always be a stretch, especially given our, our injury crisis for us to get in the top six, I think. And plus, you've got to have so many things fall for you to, you know, you've got to have teams underperforming, and, and unfortunately, all the teams are, are you know, are, are, are performing. So you think of yourself, Bolton, Peterborough, um, Oxford, Pompey—they're all performing extremely well. There's not like a in a couple, you know, a couple of years ago we had Ipswich falling down, finishing top ten. Portsmouth have been finishing and around upper mid table sort of and you can find a way in there but we're not having that this year so yeah for me the the aspiration for this year is try and grow as many assets as we can so we've got a lot of our players we don't have many loanees we have a lot of, I think we have three loanees um 
So we want to try an asset build and, and the players that are ours, make sure we're playing them regularly, make sure they're getting game time, making sure that we're playing this brand of football that's going to catch the eye of teams in divisions above or, you know, teams that get promoted out of this league so that, you know, when they get promoted and they want to come and find a midfielder or a striker, they go, that's for Lincoln was pretty good. We think we can pay, let's say we'll pay 800k, go and get him in. Um uh, and we have got a number of assets at the club at the moment. I think, you know, we've got obviously Freddie Draper. If he can take the step up into League One, I think he'll be a really good asset. Ethan Erehan, I'm, I'm already sort of resigned to losing because he's so good. Um, Ethan Hamilton as well, he, if, if he can you know, have a really good second half of the season. Um, yeah, Sean Rowan's another one who's, who's only 21, I think, and he's, you know, he's a really good player. And if we can keep getting minutes into these lads and, and, and you know, looking to sell them on and, and then buy the next one. Um, I think we'll be doing really well. In terms, if you're going to ask me what where I think Lincoln are going to finish, I, I think the top eight are the top eight. I don't think we're going to break into that. I think the best we can hope look at is ninth, realistically. Um, best of the rest, if if you can. And um, but at the minute, you know, the, you look at the current the current form, and we look nowhere near ninth, and we look more like a twelfth to fifteenth. But um, I think once we we get the players back and after we've done with you, because we've got you and Peterborough back to back weekends at home, which I am not looking forward to. Um, once we get them out of the way, we've got a really sort of reasonable run of fixtures where we play teams like um, Burton, Port Vale, Reading, um, you know, Leighton Orient. I think we've got at home uh, in coming weeks as well. Yeah, Exeter, Stevenage, Cambridge, you know, Bristol Rovers. So, um that's where hopefully we're going to pick up the points to to, to hopefully finish. You know, top ten would be a great finish, despite everything that's happened to us this year. Um, but playoffs are well and truly in the mud, Jamie, at this point for Lincoln, unfortunately. Yeah, and thinking about Saturday, then mm-hmm. your first your first test of two at home. Yeah. What's your prediction for the for the result, and and who would you have? As a goal scorer, if you are saying you're going to score, which I, I oh, think yeah. you will, because you're positive. Yep. I, I, you know, on um, on Tealop, I think I went for a um, a two-one derby win. I'm just frantically checking my notes. Yeah, I've gone for a two-one away win. You guys obviously have the away record. You've got a big crowd coming down, two thousand odd. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be really difficult asking. We have to be at 100 percent to to try and get any result out of you. Um, the only positive, the more positive way that I'm looking at it now is that we've got our, our forward options back. So, you know, I thought away at Derby, we were, you know, we were so blunt in an attack, we'd get there and then the final ball would just be missing. Whereas this time, I think that final ball is more likely to be spot on. Um, yeah, like I said, I've gone 2-1 Derby. I, th- I think, you know, you guys will will, will score a couple of goals, have a, have a bit of fun going forward because we can be a bit of a shambles from a set piece, as you found out. Um, and then, if you had to give, if I had to say a Lincoln goal scorer, I think Joe Taylor is going to score on his um, home debut. Uh, that would be really good. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a really, really tough afternoon. We're going to have to be uh, at our very best if we want anything. And uh, I'm just hoping Paul Warren doesn't listen and he's not going to come over and point at me and say, "I told you I'm the right man for Derby." I told you. Um, but yeah, no, I've, I've gone two on Derby and. I, th- I think that should. I could even see you moving to the uh, the automatics as soon as this weekend. So that'd be exciting for you guys. 
Well, yeah, there was the the chance to do that, and we we messed that up yesterday. So who knows what will happen? But I think I agree. Whenever I think about us winning games, I never think about us now winning comfortably two nil, three nil, whatever that might be. It's always going to be by a goal, and I think two one's actually probably what I'd go for as as well. And and I'd definitely take it. I think we just need to continue. The run, I think we we do play better football away. I'm I'm not too sure yeah. why that is. Um, we we seem to be playing better on the road. The atmosphere is a lot better in that away end than it is at the home end as well at Derby. And I know we talked about that last night. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's set up for a for a two one victory in my eyes. But who knows? We we don't know. It's Derby County, and at the end of the day, and it doesn't matter who's wearing the shirt, who's in the dugout. Um, they're always gonna they're always gonna test you as a fan. So. We'll, we'll have to see, but it is set up to be uh, another good game and really appreciate you coming on and, and chatting to me again uh, last time this season. So I won't get yeah, to we'll see you again, mate. Well, when, yeah, when you guys get promoted, I'm going to be um, I'm going to be a down here on my own in League One. I'm going to have no previews to do. But um, yeah, no, it, no, it's been, if you do go up this year, um, it's been great getting to know you guys and, and, and yourself, especially Jamie. So thank you very much for the opportunity and uh, let's hope you do get promoted. Really, uh, Let's hope Forest get relegated. That'd be even better for you. Well, there's more chance of that now, isn't there? But there is. I think the Prem. Some points. Yeah. Well, I think the worry is is the Prem is is just so poor this year down the bottom there. I think even if they got deducted ten points, they'd probably get away with it. Yeah, Yeah, I'd I'd say so. So we'll have to we'll have to see on that one. But uh, yeah, I hope you're right. I hope Derby do get promoted. It will be uh, a good thing to happen but I do enjoy League One and I can definitely see why you guys have got together and, and discussed it you know regularly and I, I know you guys are doing really well and there's lots to, to come from you guys so yeah if you if you do want to go check out that League One podcast you can hear all about that um, and all about what they're what they're getting up to if you have enjoyed this episode please do rate us five star um, share us with your friends share us with your family tell us about Tell your dog about us. I don't know. Um, the more the more ears, the better. But yeah, really appreciate you taking the time to listen. And we will be back on Sunday to talk about the pre, uh, the Lincoln game. So we'll see you then. Cheers, Jake. See you later. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. As football fans, we often pride ourselves on knowing everything, from which substitution can turn the game around to the quickest route home to beat the crowds. However, when it comes to discussing feelings with our friends, we might not always feel as confident. That's why we're here to equip you with the right tools so you can reach out to those who can help. If your mates are struggling, let them know that the Samaritans are free to call on 116123. That's 116123. They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.